Hi, I'm your host, Thomas, data scientist, data engineer, and you're listening Let's Talk AI. On this podcast, we receive experts to talk about their experience, visions, challenges, with no fear to go into technical details. If you're looking to learn more about AI and related subjects, you're at the right place to make yourself comfortable and enjoy. If you like this episode, please give us a review on your favorite streaming platform, such as Spotify or Apple Podcast. You can also find more content on my LinkedIn newsletter. Welcome everyone, welcome in Let's Talk AI. Today I'm super happy and very honored to be with Ravid Jain. Um, Ravid, for everyone who might not know you yet, I would like to do myself an introduction, but maybe could you do your own introduction, explain in a few sentences who you are, what you do? Yeah, for sure. Uh, first of all, uh, th uh, Thomas, thanks, thanks for having me on the Let's Talk AI podcast. Love the work that you're doing. A little about myself. I've been uh, uh, the host and founder of The Rabbit Show since last uh, few years now. I've interviewed more than 100 plus leaders on my podcast, but not only just that. Uh, uh, I also work as a head community evangelist at, at scale. I do a lot uh, for the data science and AI community. Our agenda has always been like my agenda has always been to go out there and help the data science community as much as I can. Uh, I I love to, uh, you know, uh, do those live sessions where we can bring the right insights for our audience. And uh, that's, uh, you know, when it, you always hear that if it's your passion, it's not your work anymore. And that's uh, how I hustle. To be honest, mm. Uh, mm. but uh, love, uh, you know, love to help our community. And uh, my motto from day one has been, uh, you know, growing together. Uh, so, yeah, that's a little about me. I'm a community person. I love to talk in uh, more like a people's person. Uh, and yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And to the one who are listening, we're on a Sunday morning, pretty early. Um, so thanks, Ravid, for, for, for showing up. Uh, and, and I'm super happy. I hope everything's going well on this uh, Sunday morning for you. Oh, yes, anytime. Sundays are, you know, uh, much more uh, peaceful for me in terms of, you know, coming on a podcast, talking, because you are in that free mind space where you can yeah. chat about various things. And, yeah. uh, you know, and let's let's uh, go out and you know share our thoughts i'm uh, super excited to share my thoughts uh, with your community so thanks for yeah. having me again yeah yeah and, and i'm super happy and i have a, a lot of interesting things to uh, to ask you about uh, yeah. maybe just to i always like to ask at the beginning like kind of the the scope of um of where are you at today and what you're trying to achieve so you have the Revit show you work at at scale um what are you trying to achieve today? What are your goals? So, uh, you know, there are many goals. When we talk about yeah. goals, uh, I, every day when I wake up in the morning, I feel that uh, I should be doing these 10 things together uh, to not just help uh, myself and, you know, achieve that in my career, but at the same time also help uh, the community that I kind of feel responsible for. Um, so, you know, I always have that's my starting to the day to be honest and uh, you know uh, my main focus always has been uh, building a data community and i've been doing that that since now years uh, or it's it's you know when you start with that it's a little hard but when you get into it it's a toxic uh, responsibility to be honest uh, and uh, a few objectives that you know I have is you know obviously like I mentioned build and foster a data community because you can do many things out there you can work with uh, a lot of users advocates ambassadors around a particular topic product service uh, brand and all together so that kind of brings uh, a lot of uh, you know interest for the data community data science and AI community this also mm -hmm. involves uh, you know a lot of uh, users and uh, a lot of content creation that goes behind it, hosting a lot of events, building those relationships with key stakeholders. I think those are key to building a, and fostering a data community. But not only just that, obviously, 
when I when I go out and you know uh, want to do something more for the community, it's more about creating that brand awareness for myself and for my brand as well. And uh, if I'm working for at scale, obviously for semantic layer and and the products that we have. So basically, to raise that awareness of uh, the product, service, brand uh, within the community and beyond is super helpful. And this mm-hmm. also involves creating buzz and excitement, generating press coverage, uh, mm-hmm. promoting the brand, and uh, doing this through various channels. Uh, the other obje- the other huge objective is always mm-hmm. when we talk about you know building and fostering a community or increasing brand awareness, you should also be very much aware about uh you know driving the user engagement uh what happens there is when you're talking about a product service brand in meaningful ways this involves a lot of uh, like i mentioned creating content and yeah. that content should actually resonate very well with your users and uh it should also help you know foster those types of conversation and you know you should be open to soliciting feedback so that helps like you know where you have the drive uh, you know the user engagement also aligning with what your uh, goals are then then it's more on the lines when you know when you have these things you should also be uh, very much uh, you know supporting supporting your community in uh, having that user support uh, so that is where you bridging the gap between the data community and the work that you're doing in uh i am constantly wanting to do that to make sure that uh, uh you know i don't miss out on yeah. uh the important aspects that the community is looking uh, for so i would mm. do that overall you know the goal is to create a passion engaged community uh that helps and ha- that helps to promote and grow and learn with each other but the aim is to establish the company as a thought leader and build a loyal user base uh that can you know drive future growth uh, for the data community and uh, for the users who are you know diligently investing that time in the rabbit show at at scale and you know the other places where i am at even if it's this podcast where i'm talking uh, you know i want your users to you know if they're investing 45 minutes one hour uh, they should go back with something which is uh, relevant in their work uh in their day to day job and that's how you know i will achieve uh mm. something which i wake up to so mm-hmm. yeah, i know that's a long answer to your short question uh thomas but yeah no it's that was necessary and 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 for the people who doesn't know you yet uh in the data communities they should really look into what you do because you always share so much content and values and live connections with top uh, top uh, data strategists um data leaders ai leaders um and your works inspires a lot of people and and i'm super grateful to have you on the show and i have some very good questions for the um, for the people who are listening uh, that we will be able to get a lot of uh, great value from it nice Maybe just before we start um, getting to ask you further questions, could you do a little throwback through your career and how you came to this point where you, uh, where you're at at scale and you have the Revit show and you talk to all those uh, very interesting people in the data field, in the AI field, and those right. leaders. So uh, to start back, obviously, I do not come from a data science and uh, you know engineering background. I am a guy who started my career. Uh, I was always intrigued uh, about you know the finance field, those numbers, those mm-hmm. uh, uh, profit and loss sheets, and mm-hmm. you know, those balance sheets. Uh, so I always wanted to do something in finance, and that's when you know during my graduation days, I kind of uh, went. went and you know took took an mba degree uh, after my graduation obviously i did my mba in finance and then afterwards i was kind of you know more intrigued about there there's so much to learn in in finance but investment banking was something which i was kind of more intrigued about because uh, there's so much money in there uh, and how these investment bankers kind of you know handle it at a level which is uh valuation or talk about uh, you know the due diligence auditing and all those things i was kind of you know super intrigued and i felt that okay i want to take my after mba i should go out and do it 
do uh, my investment banking as an executive MBA from uh, I am Indore in India. So I, I did that and suddenly I, what I started, you know, after getting down with that, I started realizing that, okay, there's something which is very important, which is numbers. But at the same time, there's something which is, again, uh, super interesting, that is uh, data. Uh, that kind of plays a very important role in finance as well. And I, you know, early in the stage itself, I kind of realized that, okay, now data also plays a very important role everywhere. So why not do something where I can be related to data? And I started my, you know, first, I guess it was my first job or second job, actually. Second full-time job where I started, uh, you know, working at uh, a market research company, which is based out of Pune in India. And I, uh, what I was basically doing is collecting uh, quantitative data, qualitative data, primary data, secondary data, and making sure that we are putting that into a market research report and creating uh, those forecasts for different, uh, you know, users and different, uh, I would say, industries. It could be a healthcare industry. It could be a chemical industry. It could be an IT industry. And we used to uh get particular topics it could be a pen as well like if if i if someone asked me to uh you know through the primary and secondary data uh extracting that if i can you know get a forecast of next 10 years i could easily do it with the market engineering sheet and that's how i got more into the data uh cut to few few years later i got an opportunity to work with a publishing company which was packed publishing and i was mm-hmm. Uh, closely, uh, I was doing various roles there, uh, but I was closely working with uh, the authors to make sure mm. that I could amplify their books that they were writing for the data science and AI community at a global level. And I could get into those small pockets of communities and say, okay, this is, you know, the book that, uh, this author has come up with, but this will help you in your career in these ways. I was obviously bridging the gap between the community and packed publishing, but at the same time, what I was kind of also understanding is what was the gap and how, how much education is required in that space. I realized that, uh, as well, after a few years working with packed and then, you know, I kind of, uh, thought about why not do something more for the community where we can, you know, have these leaders and have these, uh, top notch, uh, you know, creators on the rabbit show where they can come and, you know, talk about various things that they are doing in the tech space, in the data Mm -hmm. space, in the AI space, and uh, also make the audience come closer to them through these live sessions. Not like every day a community person gets an opportunity to ask a unicorn company CEO question on a live session. So mm. I wanted to create that platform or uh, through the rubber show and I did it. Um, uh, I'm, I don't say, oh, it's a successful show because there's a long, long way to go. Uh, but I really love, uh, how the community has accepted it. They look forward to it. They learn from it. I've got an interesting feedback and it, this wouldn't have been possible without the community, without the thought leaders. Uh, but you know, it has been an amazing journey. And now, uh, obviously I also work with pack publishing, which is, in, they are into semantic layer. I work, uh, uh, after the, I look after their social media, we produce a podcast there as well, which is the data driven podcast hosted by our CEO, uh, Dave Mariani. We host a lot of leaders there as well to make sure that, uh, we're not talking about at scale particularly there, but we are talking about interesting topics with, with interesting thought leaders to make sure where, uh, you know, they can come closer to the community and yeah. uh, on, on a generic basis, they can learn a lot. So it can be an educational platform for them, but yeah, in a nutshell, that's, that's about me, about my background, Tommy. Awesome. Oh, that's, uh, that's super interesting. And, uh, the, the, this sharing, this, this driving through time where, because myself, I was into investment banking at the beginning and I oh, have wow. a, a background in finance, a major in finance. And then I went for a master in big data and, and I took the, the oh, data wow. way. Um, and, uh, so I related to, to the beginning and, uh, I totally understand. And yeah, as I was saying before, the, the values that you are able to, to add 
uh, is pretty pretty impressive. But um, now if I think about uh, what you've done and we've had a kind of a, an overview of what happened through the years and how you've came up with a few of the things you mentioned and, and the live shows with the leaders. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what strategies, uh, mm. I want to talk about strategies and what strategies do you use to build uh, and support the data science and AI communities, uh, whether it is with uh, at scale or with the Ravid show, like do you have some insights for us regarding that? Yeah, for sure. I would love to share the secret sauce where people can learn more about, you know, how to build uh, a, a data community, how to you know foster the community uh, how to keep them engaged so there are a few things and i i uh, you know i don't want to overwhelm our audience with a lot of points but i'll keep it very simple for them the basic things that they can go out and you know uh, do to support and build a data community starting from something which is create valuable content which is very important that addresses the needs of data science and ai professional this could include you know the blog posts webinars videos podcasts and also other forms of the content that provide insights tips and best practices so this will you know actually with your content you can bring the community closer to something what you want them to grow in so it's you know when i i always tell it, tell this to everyone do not uh, think building a community is two way streak uh, at the beginning but once you kind of start putting out valuable content, once you kind of start, uh, you know, understanding what the community needs, and that's where you you can you know you kind of uh, uh, you have to do that due diligence and uh, you you have to do that research where you find that gap uh, what the community is looking to learn, and once you do that, you're closer to the community and uh, you're creating the content on those lines. So, and uh, through these various platforms and through these various uh, forms of, you know, uh, content that you can go out with. Uh, so, creating valuable content is super important. Second uh, interesting thing that I feel is host events. Uh, it is a great way to build and support communities because it's very authentic. Like, uh, Thomas, you and me are just having a conversation right now. Yeah. I don't think we both can, you know, fake around because it's so, uh, you know, it's so candid. It's so, uh, you know, we, we're sharing our experiences, how we've done. And uh, not everyone would be able to relate because everyone has a different path. But a lot of pieces that people can take away from these types of conversations to get them to the next level always helps. Uh, so host events, which is, you know, always to build and support communities. And this could also include like online meetups, uh, webinars, go to conferences, uh, do workshops. Uh, I think people uh, can meet and connect there, learn and also share a lot of knowledge. The third thing that I feel is, uh, you know, is very important as well, which is facilitate conversations. We use social media daily. Uh, and those platforms uh, also use online forums to facilitate, you know, uh, conversations around data science and AI topics. So, you know, they can they can start discussions or, uh, around asking questions and you know encourage them and and others in the community as well to share their thoughts, experiences on Slack, website, and other places. So uh, I think facilitating conversations is also very important because you never know what type of uh, doors of opportunities you're opening for the community and when the, you're kind of creating a conversation around it. So that's very helpful. Uh, uh, another another huge, uh, another, another strategy I would say that I feel is recognizing and rewarding your uh, contributors, contributors. That kind of helps very well because uh, you make them feel valuable about the contributions that they are doing to the community. This this could actually include featuring them on the company's blog or social media channels, offering them uh, maybe incentives or even inviting them to speak at events because that that kind of brings them to closer to the community and they kind of feel that okay for the for the things that I'm doing for the community, I'm getting that spotlight, that recognition, those rewards. So that always helps. Um, one, one more. The fifth point that I have in mind is about providing uh, support 
uh, and also the resources that they might need so to have community members overcome challenges achieve you know to achieve their goals this could include access to tools tutorials other resources that can help them to grow their you know skills and advance uh, and advance their careers these are very important so by implementing these strategies we can build and you know support data science and ai communities that are engaged uh, passionate and always thriving so it it always these strategies always help at least for me and i am sure a lot of community builders or you know the community managers the head community evangelist out there mm-hmm. they do follow a lot of these to make sure they are building a very valuable community uh, that they can rely on and they can go back to and they feel motivated to do something for the community always so yeah these these are a few strategies that uh, i basically go out and you know help uh, our at scale community with and the robot show community with as well mm, that's super interesting and uh, and because you've had the opportunity to meet so 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 many people yet and many more to come Uh, so I want to ask you about uh, some insights that you got from this, but uh, maybe just before I would like to have your, your point of view, sharing the, the audience who's listening, uh, what is the importance of building um, a personal brand on, on LinkedIn, for example? Yeah. How do you value it? Is it necessary? Like how much value can it add to someone's careers? Like what are, what is, if you had to give like some advice about like someone who is listening, who is thinking about like not necessarily building the biggest community, but like starting sharing, uh, sharing on LinkedIn, doing some posts, adding some value. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think uh, a good question there, Thomas. I think uh, building a LinkedIn community is very important because what, I, what happens is you're going on a forum which has like, millions of users uh, but at the same time when you you know obviously uh, are focusing on the data community it's huge as well mm-hmm. uh, and everyone has a different perspective altogether uh, but at the same time when you kind of start sharing something with your community that uh, you spend years in or you if you even if you're just starting out it could help a lot of folks out there like uh, if just for an example you know if you are a data analyst and you you know you've just got a job after being in this uh, space for like you know obviously being a student and you know learning about data uh, since a while and you know you kind of go out and start sharing your experiences and these could be like simple uh, 10 tips that i would give anyone who's out there interviewing for data analyst roles and if you do it and trust me even if you know there are aspirants who are looking at it just a very small number of say 200 people uh, looking at your post and out of the 200 people i say 10% of them which is 20 uh, 20 people actually find say two or three questions that are kind of relevant uh, from those 10 tips that you shared and they applied in their interviews out of the two three people that have applied uh, or the 20 people uh, say one person kind of cracks that interview that is where you know what value you provided just by writing a post about what your experience is you have already created your brand because you've got someone a job so understand that if you are posting uh, on linkedin say 365 days i would i okay uh, I know it's difficult to go out and you know put out content the whole 365 like throughout the year uh say if you're doing it 200 days in a year no but somewhere practical somewhere you can do that at least i feel it's not a huge job and this could be uh you can keep the mix it doesn't have to be just about you it can be about like if you go and look at my feed it's about everything i don't mm. limit it to just what i'm doing or what the rabbit show is achieving or what my business is doing or what at scale is doing we talk about each and everything which will help the community and mm. obviously also leverage that community where we can help them with the updates that we have through my company through at scale what we are doing 
and which is fair enough for the community as well because they want to also know uh, they they have that personal touch with Robert Jane because somewhere maybe you know in a blue moon I might have helped a few uh, the folks to with my content to get a job. Mm-hmm. So they have trusted me and they would also love to know how am I progressing and uh, what am I doing in this space. So always putting out content on LinkedIn is important. Creating a brand is super important and it will help you in a longer run to open up opportunities for yourself. Uh, it will help you build your career, your network. Uh, it's a very cliche, you know, sentence that we hear very often, which is, uh, you know, your network is your net worth. And I believe it in 110% because uh, with your network, you can do wonders. You can come out and build a company. You can uh, go out, do interesting projects. You can make, uh, uh, you know, interesting communities. So uh, why not? You know, start today. People usually, uh, you know, sit back and kind of feel hesitant about creating uh, content on LinkedIn because they kind of feel that, oh, what should we talk about? Uh, I work in a job. Uh, I I do simple things, which uh, many many others do as well. So why should I share about it? I think. You know, on LinkedIn, there's only 1% of the total users that kind of create content. So you need to be, you need to understand those stats as well, where if you want to be, you know, uh, a content creator, you should go out there, you should try your thing, you should share your experiences, but most important, be authentic, be valuable to your, you know, provide that value to your audience and uh, you'll definitely go a long way in your journey. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, personal brand is super important. Uh, creating content on LinkedIn is uh, very important and uh, you can you know, do various things in your career. You can build a community, you can meet a lot of people, you can have a good set of network for yourself and also you can make friends. So be happy about that, yeah. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, it totally relates you to everything, and uh, and um, and so those are some very valuable insights. Um, I would like to ask you about the Ravit show now a little yeah. bit. You've met uh, great leaders in data science and and, and AI. AI. Um, so, who have been some of the most uh, interesting persons you've talked to? And would you have some key tips, lessons that you got from, because I myself like to uh, try to talk to as many people as I can in the field. And I feel like there is so much value behind this. And this is why, like, uh, let's talk AI. We want to have a 360 vision of the AI field, but uh, I feel like I'm progressing so much just by listening and sitting uh, with people like yourself. and you've done it for way longer than I did. Uh, yeah, could you share maybe some names and some value lessons that you've learned through time with uh, sharing with those leaders? Wow, I, uh, that's a difficult question to be honest. I know. <laughs> very difficult question to you know pick names, but uh, maybe I, not I saying know. names. Maybe say, not saying names because <laughs> no, saying I names. Uh, I, uh, I just wanted to maybe no, we no. Can get some names. <laughs> <laughs> no favoritism there where, you know, uh, I, I can pick a few names, you know, but, uh, like I've had Bill Inman on my show uh, where we discussed about the evolution of uh, data warehousing. He's the father of data warehouse. He talks a lot about uh, data warehousing, about data, the new and training things. He's also, you know, good news is he's also writing. I'm writing, a, uh, I'm, I'm coming up with a data observability book and this is the first time I'm mentioning about it on a podcast. But oh. he's writing a forward there. So he was he was pretty interesting when he got on the podcast. And he has had like years of experience uh, in the data field. So, you know, you always kind of learn a lot from these types of folks. I've also had like Thomas Bean, who's the CMO of Datastack. So uh, he recently came on the Rabbit Show. He discussed so much about the data science trends that my, uh, you know, about the data science trends in 2023 and in the future as well. Uh, so pretty interesting and pretty uh, straightforward folks in 
to be honest you know even with the rabbit show when i when i started it in all the guests who come come on the rabbit show they always have such interesting insights because uh, even if they come from a uh, you know a, a particular company they never want to come and sell anything and that's like the most important thing right because if you are on a podcast or a live show and if you're not selling anything people want to hear you more and more and about what do you think about that space and these people have always done that uh, and uh, that helps me to learn so much and uh, we i had you know uh, in in time to understand that these could be some of the interesting aspects in the data science and mm-hmm. ai field that mm-hmm. i can look forward to i also had uh, you know the ceo of i merit radha basu i also met her in person just a few weeks back she was in india she lives in us but she was in india for an event and uh, she, you know uh, i also interviewed her after the event and you know because she was on a panel discussion on that event but after that i wanted to have like a follow up interview and you know i asked her about various things about generative ai chat gpt future of ai and much more and other uh, episode is still yet to be released uh, next week it might come out but she you know visionaries like these who are actually also uh working uh with a lot of clients like with i merit they they're working with a tons of clients in the ai mm-hmm. space but mm-hmm. they have certain vision that can help you learn more and your audience as well so those are very important people I, I, just two or three weeks back i had veronica dorgan from uh the, she's the head of data at sax uh pretty interesting insights that she shared we had the, the theme of the uh, show was um uh okay let me get it right it was uh today's legacy is tomorrow's uh something I, okay i've messed the theme but it was pretty interesting theme that she spoke about and you know i want to have such type of enterprise leaders on the show mm-hmm. or to discuss and make my community uh you know basically have my community learn more and that the time that they are investing in uh that should be very much fruitful that's what i think uh out of you know the interviews that i do and to be honest all the all the folks that i've interviewed till date all had such amazing insights about uh data science ai and they have always been so kind you know to go out there and answer uh and take questions from the community uh, like i mentioned not every day you know you might see you know ceos or cdos answering questions but yeah. this is where you know the community also gets that opportunity that okay we want to learn more about uh you know uh, the data science and ai from the leaders mm. and we can ask questions and all of those things as well so yeah that's uh, that's that's i i think uh, all about it but uh, you know i uh, talking about this i got the title that you know veronica yes uh, <laughs> veronica came on the show and uh, spoke was about um, uh, i i just want to get this right uh, <laughs> you I, i have the fear of missing out things and uh, that's why you know i i uh, it was today's tomorrow's legacy that she spoke about and pretty interesting insights that she shared but yeah that's that's about a little for uh, little about the folks that have been on my show and the leaders uh, very kind so mm. yeah can't be, can't, can't complain mm, that's super interesting and, and that is a uh, hard for me to to ask you um, that is rude for me to ask you for names and listens <laughs> no because this is so much content but uh, i feel like uh, I feel like it gives a perspective on how crazy the, lear- the learning can be just by hearing the right people and and be and you mentioned it uh like every people will have kind of a, a quite like some to- common things will be like okay this is like that and and this one change yeah. but the perspective we can have on it there are so many perspective and maybe leaders will have like different perspective and things because uh, we're all different and i feel like being able to hear from from all those leaders are so valuable and 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 further on to take like on like your own decisions to 
think about like a more ethical project, uh, like like the benefits of uh, like how can I make this project benefits more people? Well, having this guidance from those people who already thought about those things and sharing you fast tracks of doing things, it really enhances the value of building things and adding value. And I think um, this episode is all about uh, how do you add value uh, to yourself, to others, uh, to the world. Yeah, big goals. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So, okay, thanks for sharing. Um, and related to this, how do you stay up to date uh, with the latest um, latest news, latest technologies, latest trends? How do you keep up with like, uh, because this is a field that is growing so fast. I, I saw a post of uh, Vin Vashista the other day and, yeah. and he, he was totally right. Like uh, in 12, 12 months are enough for you to for you to just be outdated in technologies or anything. So how do you stay up to, to date with everything? Very true. And this is so hard, right? Because we we are on multiple platforms. We are multiple people. We want to stay up to date and, you know, catch all the news as soon as possible. When ChatGPT came in, uh, there was a flood of news about ChatGPT, about how generative AI is uh you know has progressed in so many different thoughts right but and how do you how do you consume just and you have to stay up to date with others as well so yeah. for me a lot of resources uh that i kind of stay up to date is through you know attending conferences because i get to meet the real people uh and get those real insight i do meetups uh i and these meetups are very small meetups on uh, for my community, but now uh, since everything has opened up, we are planning to you know do meetups in person uh, at various places. Uh, we also did a meetup uh, in December uh, last year at two of uh, two of the Google offices in India. Pretty interesting. Uh, we had Sanjeev Mohan, Mona Rakibe from the US fly in, and uh, we brought all the enterprise leaders under one roof to discuss about various topics. And those types of meetups always also help you to stay up to date because you're bringing in those folks who are working in the space or who are using different types of tools and technologies, and they can bring you the right insights about the problems that they are facing in day, day in and out. And how are those problems getting solved through the tools and technologies is um, super important. And yeah. these types of meetups always help you. So doing those types of things always help. I also have some of the top-notch publications and you know that I kind of follow and uh, also have uh, also do a lot of interaction with you know creators like you spoke about Twin Washes. Like you know he's a great friend. I I speak to a lot of lot other lot lot of other folks as well who are creators in this space. Talk about Carly Taylor, talk about Jazz, or talk about Kate Strachny, Scott Taylor. Suzanne, George, all of these people, these creators are amazing to, you know, go out and interact with and uh, learn about uh, what's new and what's happening because mm. they talk to a lot of people as well. So all the creator community also helps you a lot to stay updated and they, they share a lot on their, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot on their profiles as well on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. So you can... I kind of follow a few folks that I can stay up to date, but mm -hmm. still very hard to stay, you know, that I can say, oh, I'm up to date with everything. That can never happen. Uh, one thing that I also mentioned to folks is uh, not to forget the books. Uh, you can learn a lot. You can upscale from there. You can learn about a lot of developments. You know, I understand sometimes it's uh, the books kind of come out, published, gets published late. Like if you're talking about chat GPT, a book might come out, which might be super relevant uh, after say eight months, nine months, it could be a year. Uh, and that could that would be a bestseller book. Um, uh, but obviously uh, it came out after a year uh, since the technology came in. So you're not staying up to date. It can happen that there might be many more such as chat GPT. Uh, throughout the year and we're already seeing yeah. that you know those types of things coming out so uh but books are evergreen uh you you should always go 
go back to books as well and uh, mm. keep yourself updated with the uh, tools and technologies as well. Hmm. Awesome. And I feel like the, the key of the books are that, uh, I mean, I'm talking about the books that doesn't talk about one specific technology, but about the fundamentals. And I hear that a lot on the podcast, asking like leaders in the field in data science and that like fundamentals won't change. And like today, like the data science, how, how it is, like yeah. generative AI, for example, the models, the models haven't changed. Like like how it, how it how the model have been trained and all of that. So there is already so many things. So I feel like, yeah, one one key things around that is uh, like there is a technology, but there is the fundamentals behind, and and the technology can evolve, but the fundamentals uh, will evolve at a slower pace. Let's say, right. uh, oh yeah. So um, so yeah, super super uh, super interesting things, and and books are very yeah, books are, I think the the most valuable things are in the books also yeah. and uh, uh attending meetups is a very uh is a being able to to be at the top meetings where where you can understand the biggest problems that industry is facing and how they are trying to solve it this this is um uh, very very interesting yeah. um awesome so we're talking still talking about how to add value and uh i want to ask you a further question on, on this um to the people who are listening, what free resources and courses uh, do you offer to the data science and AI community? How do you come up with uh, with those courses? Um, and um, yeah, like why do you think it's important to make these resources available? What is your approach to sharing resources? And maybe would you have some resources to, to share? No. Sure. So a lot of resources that I share on my LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, I, I also have a Telegram. I post a lot about there as well on my Slack channel. So mm -hmm. the idea is, you know, when we when we're talking about the free resources, I have a lot of free resources that a lot of the rubbish show partners kind of offer. They kind of come to me and they're like, OK, we do, you know, uh, we do have a few courses that can obviously it might help them to market uh, what they are doing. But at the same yeah. time, I feel is uh if it's helping my community to you know even take one free course out of what they're doing that's yeah. okay they can you know they can still make a choice after taking that course if they are comfortable to go for a paid subscription which can yeah. help them uh sometimes it's an affiliate for me sometimes it's not i totally work on a on on a way where in a way where it's helpful for the community uh yeah. there are a lot of courses which is 365 data science courses, Udemy, Coursera, they offer a lot of courses. So even by visiting their website or you can visit my website, which is www.therobertshow.com, you can learn a lot. You can uh, also find some of the paid courses there, uh, which uh, companies do not put out free. But uh, if it helps them to, you know, upskill in their career, I always put it out there. A very important thing that I also tell community is, uh, the data science and AI community, when it comes to learning, first of all, don't limit yourself. If you feel you're comfortable with courses, go with that. So, a lot of folks that I've come across, they're comfortable with the video learning in terms of, you know, step-by-step uh, step, and sometimes the course courses don't have that depth. But a series of videos created on YouTube by certain creators have that depth. Mm. So I always suggest, you know, if you find that depth in YouTube and if it's for free, go for it. Who's, yeah. who's stopping you? YouTube is like, uh, like I've seen, to be honest, I've seen data analysts, data scientists making so much money out of just studying from YouTube and following certain creators. And they have been very disciplined in, you know, obviously following them and then applying it in their project. And then, yeah. you know, going out uh, in a job and uh, making the most of it. And now they make, you know, 150k, 200k, maybe 500k, a few of them. So that yeah. type of, you know, obviously, uh, uh, mindset you should have when you're taking a course, when you're going for free resources. Uh, sometimes free resources come out as wrong, where, you know, it looks salesy or it looks like, oh, since it's free, it doesn't have that much value. But I feel that it's still a way for you to make a decision about, or get you know started with something and understand where you're sitting in and what type of understanding you have about that area and if it kind of suits you you can go for the paid one if you already have or uh, if you feel that oh i'm not comfortable with courses i want to try something new youtube is your uh, place you can go there as well but 
basically it helps the uh, mm. the, the the community the data science professionals to uh, bridge that gap through yeah. these uh, free resources and it helps them in their career it makes me happy if someone tells me that oh i got a job because you suggested these resources and it pretty much worked for me uh, i also put out newsletters which has informative uh, you know uh, informative uh, i would say informative uh, uh, okay I, I i do put out newsletters which are uh, you know about a lot of courses mm-hmm. but also informative pieces about uh, how the how the data science space is moving what's trending uh, what's helping other professionals to grow in this space so i do share those types of stories as well i i try to write those stories as much as i can to mm-hmm. even motivate people to be uh, consistent in this space uh, yeah. to make the most because sometimes it's like people do give give up very soon uh yeah. whether they have that capability that they can do wonders in this space and i have seen those people as well who've given up and then uh it's like no it's not working for us we took three courses uh we went out for seven interviews uh we still couldn't crack what's the problem is it in us or is it is it that the field is not for us and then uh after after taking two more interviews after just you know uh, consulting a bit with them and after taking two more interviews they got the job they they are now 2 uh, 3 years into it and they are doing pretty well and they are happy and they have learned so much now they are experts some some few of them also have teams under them so you never know and this this space can sometimes get overwhelming but at the same time if you kind of you know sit in tight uh, have that patience you can do very well at yeah that's awesome and i feel like a strong key also to that is like having the right guidance and the right uh, frame oh, yeah. mindset and like uh we're working on a on a specific free free course uh about mm-hmm. um like how to have the career plan like understanding your why and then understanding the wow. importance of the network personal branding and it ends with uh the mentoring chapter how do you find your mentors and, and who are your mentors wow. and how do you reach out to people so so um, this is something we we really want to to put the light on um, uh, at Let's Talk AI. But uh, thanks a lot for sharing. And uh, you already mentioned my next question, uh, which is mm-hmm. exciting trends in the data science and AI yeah. industry. And you do a lot on your newsletter. So would you have some like how do you see uh, those trends shaping the future uh, of the industry? Do you have some insights, keynotes about that? Yeah, so uh, you know, I'll be very, uh, and there are many, many trending topics, but a few that I've heard very lately and I've been hearing a lot is uh, are these few which I list is first one that I would go out with is data observability. I'm also coming up with a book. I'm working with ten uh, companies who are offering these tools, uh, and they are contributing one chapter each around data observability and. You know, it is basically uh, ensuring that data is accurate, reliable, and trustworthy. Organizations can unlock the full potential of their data assets uh, if they have that data observability in place, and also drive greater innovation and growth through data observability. So I feel this topic is super important. It also talks a lot around data quality, data reliability. Uh, so a lot of uh, Uh, folks are writing the, the, this book and we are also coming up with this data observability book but it is something which is uh trending uh and it will do amazingly that's what i feel uh and it will do amazingly well uh in the near future as well uh, the one uh, the second one that i might talk about is Uh, and I can be a little biased on the show as well on your talk show, which is about semantic layer, where at scale sits in. You know, because uh, it will in, you know, basically it will uh, become increasingly important in providing a unified and mm-hmm. consistent view of data for business intelligence and analytics application, and also enabling organization to make more informed decisions and develop more effective strategies for mm-hmm. growth and development. So. This can help uh, organizations stay competitive and in, in an increasingly, say, uh, the data-driven world. So semantic layer will play a very important role. 
The third one that I kind of, you know, also feel is important is data ops. It is, uh, again, uh, increasingly important in ensuring the efficient and effective management of data pipelines and workflows. But also, I, I feel uh, enabling, it, it will enable organizations to make better use of uh, their data assets and drive greater innovation and growth. Uh, so. I, I feel uh, data ops will play uh, an interesting role and this could also lead to, you know, significant improvements in areas such as data quality, data security and data governance. Mm. So mm -hmm. data ops will play a very important role there. The, the fourth one is obviously generative AI uh, and we've all seen it, uh, but still it will be faster. It will have uh, increasingly important uh, value in, in a wide range of industries. Uh, yeah. from healthcare to entertainment to, you know, enabling that creation of new innovative products and services that are tailored to specific customer needs and preferences that will come. Uh, it's already happening, but it will be, um, it will get much more deeper into it. Mm -hmm. uh, this could lead to, you know, significant advancements also in areas such as personalized medicine, I would say, uh, creative content generation and more like we've seen so much uh, content generation that happened through chat GPT. Uh, we are already hearing so many cases where uh, chat GPT is applied now and you know people uh, are even if it's in the beta version but people are trying to you know implement it and see how they can go forward. So hmm. for now, I'll keep it short. These four are my top, uh, uh, you know, uh, exciting trends that I feel data observability, semantic layer, data ops, generative AI, but there are many more. And, uh, uh, you know, I would love to hear it from your community when the episode comes out. Uh, what do they feel about the tre exciting trends in the data science and AI industry? You heard it, guys. Please let us know. Uh, let yeah. us know in the comments uh, what are your thoughts, and uh, we will do further uh, episodes and try to, to capture um, everything there is from it. So um, thanks a lot for this answer. I have uh, one more question in general, and then uh, two little questions at the end that we that we have people who are used to to the show. We will uh, will already know these questions. Um, like how to reach out and, and a message that you have. But yeah. just before asking you about that, um, I'm thinking about the, the people who are listening. They might be at um, like finishing the studies or at the beginning of their career or maybe their PhD and they want to like have a better approach of add, uh, how to you make a good use of what they're doing, their research, uh, research and uh, how to have a personal branding, how to grow. Like everything that, that you, you, you share in, in this episode are um, I, I love um, every detail and, and how to approach things. Um, and uh, by following you, people can have more visibility on and more uh, deeps uh, on, on all these topics. Uh, so the last question um, is um, for all these people who are listening, um, maybe their managers, directors, I think the question is, uh, what advice would you give to someone um, who is starting or not not necessarily starting well uh what advice would you would you recommend for someone to improve their skills and make an impact in the industry yeah so let, let me just reframe this uh, this question properly um what advice would you give to anyone in the field whether they're starting or they're already doing uh, they're already in few years in in their careers to approach data science and um, and improve their skills and impact the industry yeah, Donald, this is a very good question because what I feel is in today's world, uh, if you collaborate more, like in the data world, if you collaborate more, if you consume content from different places, if you decide to go on a, a creator journey, uh, trust me, it will help you in every way possible to upskill you in your career. This could, because what happens is when you're talking about the uh, going on a creator journey, it will help you open up a lot of network that is sitting out there. It will help you to create your own community. It will help you to create your own brand just through going on one journey where you want to go out and post about what you're doing or what you think about the space. 
or pick your niche very well and if you feel there's a lot of interest in that niche talk, start talking about it and you know my first and you know i always tell this to a lot of people who are in this space who want to be in this space who have spent years and years in this space are but are quiet about it just speak your mind out there on social platforms about what are you doing how you're you know uh, moving in the space it can be about your personal project it can be about your uh, journey it can be about the developments that you think will happen in the future it can be about the developments that are happening right now it can be about uh, a simple i i would say a simple case study that you have in mind uh which is not related to your company or anyone mm-hmm. anything but something very generic mm-hmm. if you do all these things and if you put it out there trust me you can reach places people are always hesitant to be honest about talking and once they kind of start talking i think there are a lot of things uh that will align that will come uh their way and they'll sharpen their skills uh which will help them to create an impact in the industry and i wouldn't say that with all these things you can always create an impact it might be like everyone has a different journey everyone has a different path altogether so follow your path feel do what you passionate about and trust me you will do wonders uh and there'll be a lot of people to pull you down as well but uh it happens everywhere right you need to go out there and do your thing and uh prove it to your community that you bring them that right value and once you kind of start doing that you'll never uh think about uh you know you'll kind of start feeling it's your responsibility and uh once you kind of start feeling that you'll 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 definitely be uh, out there creating more content uh you'll definitely be out there creating and opening a lot of opportunities for the folks that you know the community members and uh, yeah just just start with uh, writing or just start with any form of content creation it could be video it could be writing long form articles substack uh, and start putting your thoughts people love to listen to authentic stuff uh, and if you're doing that i think uh there's uh no way you can't uh, you know build uh build your skills or you uh, i don't think that there's you know people won't be supporting you or you won't be creating that impact for sure you'll be creating a good impact in this space awesome thanks so that was the last question the two questions for the episodes are um um are like how can people reach out and maybe a yeah. message so before you answer the first one i want to thank you again for coming on the show it have been a pleasure to hear from your wisdom and your guidance ravid so thanks a lot um and uh, everyone who doesn't know the ravid show um let's give it a look on linkedin uh, i will put all the links in the description but this is exactly my question how can people reach out to you or know more about you where can they try to connect learn from your stuff where where are you on the yeah on, so on linkedin is my linkedin is my main place they can go out reach out to me uh sometimes uh the invitation box kind of gets overwhelming feel free to you know put out a message with a request and then uh you know it kind of easily reaches out to me uh you can reach out to me at rabit at the rate the rabitshow.com which is my email uh i uh, i i'm sure i'll get back to you uh, feel free to let me know uh, you can also reach out and learn more about the content on www.theravitcha.com it will take you to various social platforms that we are on i'm on slack telegram the other places as well so yeah feel free to reach out don't hesitate any questions that you have i'm happy to help Awesome. And last question, would you have a message for the Let's Talk AI community? It can be a personal, it can be a professional. If you, if they had to stay with one thing, what what would it be? What would be your message? Oh, my message is uh very simple. Uh what Thomas is doing, uh support him uh because you learn a lot from this podcast and uh uh he has the right 
you know the right questions for the right uh, guests because that kind of brings a lot of insight to you guys so follow him he's doing a fantastic job and uh, uh, yeah love your community LTAI uh, it's it's awesome thanks Ravid uh, that means a lot uh, and uh, of course uh, I'm sure everyone is going to uh, to review because you have so much value out there uh, thanks a lot again for coming on the show and i wish you to have a wonderful sunday congrats you've made it to the end i hope you had a great time and that you learned a few things to learn more about ai you can subscribe to my newsletter or check the blog and to support the podcast you can give us a review on apple podcast or spotify you can also share it with two friends colleagues or family members that might be interested I wish you to have a wonderful day. Bye.